Well, good morning. Good morning, Life Church. It is great to see you this morning. Can I say it feels so good to be in the room with you this morning? I've been away for two weeks, and it feels like a lifetime. It's so awesome to gather together with you this morning. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Great to be in church on Valentine's Day. You know, I always say to our youth that the best date you can have is a date with Jesus. Amen. You can hear a lot of dads saying amen, you know. <laughs> hey, before I get into my message this morning, I actually want to look ahead to next Sunday, Vision Sunday, because I'm really excited for this service. This is where Carl is going to share the vision of what God has placed in his heart for our church this year. And what vision does is it spurs us forward. It's where God gives us some clarity on the next part of our journey. And in fact, the Bible says that without vision, people perish. Without vision, people lose their way. Without vision, people lose their focus and therefore lose their effectiveness. And I really want to encourage you to make sure that you are in the room next Sunday. To make it a priority to be here. Because you see, when God gives vision to his church... When he speaks to his church, yes, it is for us corporately, but it is also for us personally. Because we know that you and I, we are the church. We are the body of Christ, made up of many parts. I am the church. You are the church. And so it is much for me personally as it is for us corporately. God's vision and direction always has a corporate and a personal application. You can't separate the two because the church is people. The Greek word used is ecclesia, the called out, the called ones. Those of us who follow Jesus, who have been called by him, we are the church. You know, when God gave Abraham his promise, it was both personal and corporate. Yes, it affected him as a person, Yes, he himself was blessed, but so was his family, so were his servants, so were the people around him, the nations around him. Every generation of Israel after him was still recipients of that promise. And it says that through him, he would be a blessing to the nations of the earth. It was personal and corporate. When Paul the Apostle wrote his letters to the early churches, his teachings were designed to be applied to them as a community but also to each individual believer. And it's the same for us today. God's pattern is to put us together in community. In fact, to be planted, rooted in a community, moving together in the same direction. That's where strength comes. That's where blessing comes. That's where protection comes. The church is God's plan for this world. There isn't another option. There isn't a plan B. There wasn't an alternative. Jesus said that he would build his church and the gates of hell wouldn't prevail against it. Why on earth would I not want to be involved in the very thing Jesus himself said he was building? The church is his bride. It is his beloved. It is his method, his hands and his feet, his plan. God loves his church. And so when God gives direction for his church, he's giving direction for you and me as well. Don't write it off. 
Don't treat it lightly. Don't think it doesn't apply to you. Don't count yourself out. If Life Church is your home, if this is your family, then I encourage you to be here next week. And if you can't be here, then make sure you're watching online. What a blessing we have to be able to watch from anywhere at any time. Let's make sure we go on this journey together. You know, the church is an incredible thing. I've had the wonderful privilege of being a part of the church for my whole life. I remember running around my church in Dunedin when I was a kid, running around like I owned the place. All right, I knew this place. This was my church. All right, I was proud of it. I knew every nook and cranny. I knew where every door led. I knew what was in every store cupboard. I knew what every room smelt like. I remember playing hide and seek with my friends after the service had finished one day and I nearly put my foot through the roof of the creche because I'd managed to get into the attic to hide from my friends. I love the church. And more importantly, God loves the church. And it can be easy sometimes in the the comfort and the busyness of today's life to just to come to church week in, week out. Just attend when it's convenient and forget the true power and the impact that the church has. It is so much more than just service gatherings every Sunday. And in fact, when I look at the church, when I look at our church, Life Church, and the incredible people that we have here, the amazing team that we have here, I see three different things. And I wanna speak about those three things today. Three things that can help remind us of how incredible his church truly is. And the first, the first thing I see is a hospital. Unfortunately, there's a common misconception that the church is just for perfect people. Just for people who have it all together. I once invited one of my old workmates from Hallenstein's to come to church with me. And when I did, he looked at me in horror saying he would burst in flames if he walked through the door. Jesus said in Matthew 9 verse 12, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. The church is not some museum displaying examples of perfect people. The church is a hospital for people who realize they are in need of a savior. And the Bible is very clear that we have all fallen short of God's standard and so therefore we are all in need of a saviour. None of us are perfect. None of us have it all figured out. No one is better than anyone else. We are all equal at the foot of the cross. Jesus is the great physician. When we have things in life that need fixing, When we have things in life that need healing, Jesus is the great physician and his preferred place to work, his preferred operating table is in the church. Now, I'll admit, and my wife can testify to this, that most times when I'm sick, I'm pretty reluctant to actually go to the doctor. Come on, I know I'm not alone this morning. I know I have some friends here. We're Kiwis. We push through. She'll be right. Take a couple of concrete pills and harden up. I know that I can be, and a lot of us are, 
pretty reluctant to actually go to the doctors when we're sick. We can't have the same attitude when it comes to the church. The stakes are far too high for us to have the same apathy and the same complacency. Salvation and eternity are not just something we can say she'll be right to. We know people's eternities are on the line. We know there is a sickness in this world called sin, and we know the only hope that people have can be found in Jesus Christ. The church is a place where people find hope, find life, find joy, find peace. It's a place where people's lives are turned around, a place where healing happens, a place where marriages are strengthened and restored, where children are empowered, where people are set free. That is the power of the church. What an amazing thing to be a part of. The church is a hospital with plenty of empty beds waiting for patients to be brought in. The second thing I see when I look at the church is an army. You know, the Bible describes the church as the army of God. You and I are enlisted into the army and the sole purpose of that army is to see the kingdom of heaven expand on earth. That is why unity is so important. That's why being together is so important in church community because it's most effective when it's together and united. It's an army that fights for righteousness and justice, speaks up for those who have no voice, stands strong for those who are weak and hurting. It fights against prejudice, fights against hatred, fights against cultural norms that are counter to God's design. It fights for peace. The army is a training ground where you can get equipped, trained, a place where you can learn the things of God and discover more about who he is and his incredible love for us. And you'll have heard last week and hopefully would have received an email during this week about our co-mission course. It's gonna be running through every Sunday night in March. Having done this course with the staff, I wanna echo what Carl shared. This is an incredible course. I loved every minute of it. And if you need to get your focus back on the bigger picture, back on the battle that we are in, what we are truly fighting for, can I encourage every person to sign up and come to this course? And then the third thing that I see is family. We are a family. Becoming a follower of Jesus means getting adopted into the largest family in history. It means you have billions of brothers and sisters all around the world. I love the fact that as a follower of Christ, I could walk into almost any part of the world and go through the doors of a church and know that I have family there. The church is a family. And I love the fact that one of our core values at Life Church is that we are an intergenerational church because that is the true picture of family and I so deeply value it. That as part of the church, not only do I have my biological family, but now I have a spiritual family. I have spiritual parents, those above me who give me leadership, correction, guidance, love, empowerment. We have spiritual grandparents Heroes in the faith who encourage, build up, pray for us unceasingly. We can have spiritual children 
spiritual brothers and sisters, uncles, aunties, even the strange cousins down the road that we don't really talk to that often, but they're still family. You know what I'm talking about. It's a place of belonging. Family is a place where you can be who you truly are, where you are welcome regardless of where you are at, where you can be loved, encouraged, accepted. That is what the church is and will continue to be. Being a part of a family means that even when you're going through difficult seasons, you have people walking with you. And even when you're going through a great season, you have people celebrating with you. You don't have to be anyone else here. You don't have to put on a mask here. You don't have to have it all together here. This is family. And if you're here today and you don't feel like you're part of the family, can I encourage you to consider two options? The first is life groups. Get into a small group where you can meet people, you can find friends, you can do life with one another, where you can be encouraged, where you can find a family. And the second is mentoring, life mentoring. Sign up to be mentored saying, hi, I would love a spiritual parent. I would love a spiritual grandparent, someone who can encourage me, who can believe in me, who can build me up. Or you might be thinking, I've got something to offer another generation. I wanna be part of raising and releasing them. Sign up to be a mentor. 1 Corinthians 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. We are one body, one family, made up of different parts. And we can't fully function unless all the parts are present and active. We need each other. We rely on each other. We're a family set apart by our love for one another and united by our pursuit of Jesus. But as you know, every family is different. Every family has their own unique things about them, their own traditions, their own culture, their own social norms, their own ways of talking, the little in-jokes that go around. And sometimes it can be difficult for people to become integrated into that. And we're always wanting to make it as easy as possible for new people to get connected into the life of the church. And so today I'm excited that we're gonna be launching, we are launching a new resource today called GatherPoint. And GatherPoint is a four-step pathway designed to help people become part of the family here at Life Church. It's a set of four videos that explain the culture of our church, our DNA, our values, the things that make us, us. It's accessible through our website. And it's made in a way that you can do it anywhere at any time. You can watch them through individually just by yourself. You can do it as a group or maybe with someone else. And at the end of the sessions, there's a spiritual gifts test. 
And this can serve to help as a guide to understanding the way that God has wired you. You know, we are all made unique. God has made each of us differently with different skills and abilities and the purpose for those gifts is to use those to build God's kingdom and the part that he has for us to play. And so our heart is that as you do that, it will help you find a place where you can most effectively serve Christ through the church, where you can take the things that you are good at, the things that God has gifted you in to see his kingdom expand on earth. And it's our prayer that as people join our family, as people decide to make Life Church their home, as they discover the hope that is found in Jesus, that this will be a great tool for helping them integrate into everything that's going on. And so I'd love to encourage you, if you're relatively new to us, if you've only been coming a short while, or maybe you've been coming for a long time and you just love a refresher, I'd encourage you to jump online at some point and go through these sessions. The great thing is, is that it's based online. So even if you're part of our online community, you can be part of this as well. And we pray that it'll be a great blessing to you and helping the people that you know get connected further in with everything that's going on. I love the church. I absolutely love it. I love our church, Life Church. And I love the church, capital C. And as I said, I've had the privilege of being a part of the church my whole life. I've been through kids ministry. I've been through intermediates. I've gone through youth, high schools, ministries. I've been leaders in each one of those. I've been in life groups, prayer meetings, camps, conferences, countless services, 27 years on the clock. And I don't say that to make me look good. I say that to say that I cannot stand here before you and honestly say that I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for the church of Jesus Christ. The local church is the hope of the world. And it is my prayer that every generation, not just the next generation, but that every generation would understand the power and the impact that the local church can have. In a world where everyone is looking for a cause to get behind, there is no greater cause than the cause of Jesus Christ. In a culture of outrage, nothing should outrage us more than what the enemy is doing to the people on this planet. In a world that's having an identity crisis, we have our identity founded in God. In a world of climate change, we know the atmosphere over our city and our nation is going to change in Jesus' name. When cancel culture is rampant, we are going to cancel the schemes of the devil, schemes against our family, against our children. In a world of subjective truth, we know Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. In a world of social media where everything is visible, nothing should be more visible than our passionate pursuit of Jesus. When the world would like to tell the church to be silent, when the world is saying that the church is dying, when the world believes the church is irrelevant, when the world would say that we're just a glorified food bank, when the world would say the church has no power, no influence, greater is he than it is you, than he that is in the world, and he is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask, think, or imagine. You are the church of Jesus Christ. He will build His church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We are the church. No matter what the world would say, this is God's plan. Would you stand with me if you're able? You know, when 
Jesus gave the disciples the, the great commission to go into all the world and make disciples, to go out and build his church. He prefaced it by saying that all authority in heaven and on earth had been given to him. Therefore, go. Matthew 28, 18 and 19, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Therefore, go. And I read that in two ways. The first is that it's a command. We don't get a choice. Jesus says that he has all authority, saying, I have all authority. I am where the chain of command ends. I am the boss. I am king. I am Lord. And that includes over you and me. And he is telling us to go. It's not optional. It's his final command to us. But it's also an encouragement that we go with his authority. In other words, I am sending you out with my authority. You go in my name. You work for the one who has all authority. So even though things will get difficult, even though there will be opposition, even though things will get hard, the name you represent is above every other name. The power you represent is greater than every other power. The authority you represent is above every other authority. And this morning as we've talked about the church, I wanna ask the Holy Spirit to give you a fresh sense of authority to be the church. That as you walk out of these doors this morning and you walk into wherever it is that God has placed you, you walk into whatever it is that God has in store for you, that you would walk in the authority that comes with the name of Jesus, the authority and the power to be the church of Jesus Christ, to bring people to the hospital, to enlist people into the army, to welcome people into the family, to see His kingdom grow, to see people find hope, to shine the light of the world when the world is getting ever darker. Some of you will feel like me. You won't feel good enough. You won't feel adequate enough. You don't feel like you've got it all together. But our inadequacies don't invalidate His authority. And so why don't you close your eyes this morning and if you're comfortable, just raise your hands to God. Holy Spirit, I thank You that You are here with us today. You said You would be with us even to the end of the age. And so Holy Spirit, right now I ask for a fresh sense of authority to come on every person in this room here this morning, regardless of what they are facing in their life, regardless of their past, regardless of what is going on, regardless of how they feel. God, You say that You have all authority and you can do immeasurably more than we could ask, think, or imagine. And we know that we walk with the mighty name of Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Holy Spirit, would you move right now that as people leave here this morning, as they go back to their families, as they go to their workplace, as they go to their school, the university, wherever it is, I pray they would see that place in a new light. 
they'd see it again as your mission field for them. You would place people on their hearts for them to be praying for, people they can be believing for. I pray that they would see breakthroughs, miracles, not just here on Sunday, but throughout the week as they see your power move with them in Jesus' Name. We thank You that You have overcome this world. You have overcome sin. You have overcome the grave. We pray for that overcoming spirit to fill our lives again this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.